So I'm ready to head to my nine o'clock class. And uh, that's when you realize that this is serious. The smoke was so bad, uh, morning time turned into nighttime. At the gas station, I start hearing people say how the other side of town is already on fire and they're freaking out. And uh, that's when I knew it was, it was bad. It was, here's the fire and it's moving. And then all the ash is falling, so random structures are catching on fire. And so then it turns into one big fire, and it's just, uh, yeah. On today's episode, we have Brandon from Custom Made CrossFit out of Paradise, California. As many of you know, Paradise got hit extremely hard by the campfire, ruining 90% of the town, including Brandon's gym. This is a unique episode where we talked to Brandon about how we, as a community of gym owners, as a community of CrossFit coaches, can come together to support him and his business and his members. We're definitely going to follow up with him again several months from now and share with you guys the progress we've been making. For now, the GoFundMe seems to be like the key thing that we could support, but in the future, we'll be putting on events to help rebuild the gym and rebuild the town. I hope you enjoy this episode. I look forward to discussing ways we can make an impact for the city of paradise after going through such a terrible tragedy. I am here with Brandon from custom made CrossFit out of paradise, California. That's right. Now this is a very unique episode for us. First time we've ever done anything like this and I hope it's the last. Um, but Brandon unfortunately lost his gym about a week ago, right? Uh, it's been about 11 days now, 11 days, uh, paradise, the city, basically burned down 90% of it, right? Yeah. And when I I got reached out to on Instagram, uh, just saying, hey, you know, we don't know exactly what we could do, but just want to make you aware of, of this occurring, right? And I, I felt compelled to sit and talk to Brandon and find a way that we could discuss, collaborate, and see if as a community there's something we could do. Because it's not as easy as just, throwing money at something. It's not as easy as just doing this. There's a number of different pieces to the puzzle. So I invited Brandon on our show to just have a good conversation about what happened. What has he learned this experience, perhaps with insurance to help other gym owners? And then how can we support you? Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. So obviously things have been really tough the last couple of weeks. And how did the, how did the gym how did, why did you decide to start a gym? Why in paradise? And how did you start it? Cause I think that all kind of back background. Okay. Yeah. I mean, where to start with that? I'm somebody that was born and raised in a small town of paradise, 26,000 people. And even when I was younger, and it was always a sense of community since it was such a small town, it is kind of like a retirement town. Um, so 26,000, you know, but it's even a smaller community than that. If you can imagine with it being a retirement town. Right. And, um, you know, born and raised there, played all the sports and it was about junior high. I started working out and, um, shortly thereafter, uh, my dad helped me set up a little, uh, gym garage. And so, you know, I, I knew how important it was to work out, um, mainly for the sports I was playing, you know? And, um, one thing kind of led to the next when I, when I got out of high school, it was like, you know, sports weren't going to be an option, right? So you kind of move on with your life. Cause I always thought working out went with sports. I didn't understand how important it was just to work out, to work out. And so, you know, go through college, work in two jobs, 
get way out of shape, you know, pretty, you know, mentally it was, uh, I didn't realize how down I was. Right. So when I graduate college, um, I, I, I didn't really have any plan. Right. So I was a bartender and, and part-time and then worked at a gym part-time and started working out again. And it kind of hit me. It was, I look back at my life and the times that I was working out, everything seemed to fall in place mentally, obviously physically, but it's just like everything lined up when I wasn't working out. It was almost like I was depressed, but it can't really, it's hard to imagine, but it, it just, it just hit me, right? It just hit me. I need to work out for the rest of my life. Right. And, and then it just started coming at me all at once. It's like, well, I'm in this small town. I want to give back to this town. There's a lot of kids in the community that need a safe place to go. CrossFit, I'd already gotten into CrossFit and I was like, well, this makes sense. This is like what I'm supposed to do. Not only for myself and my well-being, but for my town. Right. The town, you know, the town's got a big Globo gym, but, um, but that's about it. And, uh, you're the only kind of functional style well, training gym in the area. Well, in the last couple of years, there's been other little gyms popping up, which is, which is great. Um, but yeah, the only, well, yeah, there's, there's a handful of us. Now, how many of the handful, um, unfortunately were, were burned? I believe all of them. All of them. Yeah. And so you started the gym and were you married at the time? Uh, yeah. And then you said that you had to make some sacrifice to open the gym. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, m my wife really made everything possible. Michonne, we, uh, I was working part-time as a bartender and working at the gym and the gym I was working at actually started a CrossFit and I was in charge of that program for a year and I treated it like it was my own. And my wife and I really thought this was going to be the future, you know, help build this program. Once we realized that wasn't going to happen, it was like time to move on, you know, so start looking for other jobs. And then all of a sudden, Michonne finds this building in town and just has this great idea. We can start this gym but we have to sell our house and move in with the in-laws, you know? And at first I was, I was overwhelmed. I'm like, really? That's, you know, the sacrifice. We give our home up, live with her parents and start this gym. But then you start thinking about it. It's like, this could work. The in-laws have a big place to live. Um, and this has really become something that I want to do. So yeah, we sold the house, made some money off the house and put basically all that money into the gym um, and had some left over which we thought was going to help us buy a house in the near future. Then you realize, you know, um, that that extra money kind of goes back into the business when you're first starting up. So, so before we knew it, we had our gym and we, we'd built it up, but we were still stuck at the in-laws. And, um, and how many years ago was this? Um, well, I've been open for three years. So, um, that first year and a half, two years was tough, you know, the equipment loan and, and, you know, we kind of, my, my wife knew about business, um, but hadn't really done it firsthand like this. And, you know, you kind of learn along yeah, the way. You live, yeah. No. I mean, we, we, we come to find out a lot about that when we talk to different gym owners and how, you know, you're, you're opening a business and there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. So you sell your house and you open up your business and you know, you were, you had stored a lot of your, um, yeah, personal. personal stuff in the gym. Yeah. And, and so the community started to grow. How, did you, did the membership grow? I mean, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we started out, um, right off the bat, 
part of the reason going there was knowing that I already had some clientele. Coming from other gym. Mm-hmm. So we probably started out with uh, 30 to 40 people. And, um, you know, in a small town, word travels fast. So we had this goal, you know, by year two, we want 100 people. And before we knew it, we were up to, you know, 125, 130. And sitting good, we were, had our equipment loan paid off just at the point where, you know, the business is making money. It's like, it's all coming together, you know? And, um, and then this happens, you know, the fire. And at first when the fire happened, it's like, you can't even think about the gym. You know, if the gym just caught on fire, that would be one thing, but it, the whole town catches on fire, you know, for the first couple of days, I didn't even think about it. Everyone's saying, sorry about the gym. Sorry about the gym. But, you know, we're sitting here with friends that don't even have houses, you know, and, and, uh, it, it's really hard. It, it's like my brain's still processing. Yeah. I mean, I could tell, I mean, yeah. and I'm trying to be super sensitive to this because yeah. I have no idea what you and your community and what you what 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 you're going through i i I, no. I can't even fathom it i mean i see videos i see pictures but that doesn't do it justice no. i i visited napa when the fires were there and mm-hmm. it just it doesn't even equate to what it must feel like for you to have so many friends and family that just lost everything yeah and i'd like to discuss that so as i think the idea is for me is what could we do to support you and and what does that look like? And so have you thought about what you could do next? I mean, cause is everybody gone? Cause they, yeah, they're not even, we haven't been able to go back into town yet. So you left. So, so how did it, how did it all, if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. how did it all happen and how did it happen so quickly and how did it take up 90% of the city? I mean, how does that occur? Well, we're, we're in the mountains, so there's trees everywhere. Um, and you know, we've had fire scares before, you know, in 08, we had a pretty big fire scare that came up the outskirts of our town. Um, but, uh, you know, didn't seem to be that big of a problem. So, you know what, I think it was, this happened so fast. And I think it was because of the winds, um, the wind gusts were, we're blowing ambers everywhere, embers everywhere, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think when everyone saw the smoke, we just kind of, Oh, it's another fire. We'll get ready to evacuate if we need to, but we didn't have time. They didn't send out evacuation warnings. It was like, I got done with my morning classes, saw the cloud of smoke, saw stuff, you know, the ashes falling from the air. And then it was and like, how far away are we talking here? Uh, it was, in, I don't know. It was probably, 10, 15 miles. It was in the next valley over. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was, it looked like an atomic bomb went off, but we've seen that before, you know, it's usually you have time to get out. Um, and, uh, you know, so the, the town sees the smoke, no evacuation warnings yet. And we, uh, we, we just kind of made it our own call. We're like, we think it's time to go. My sister-in-law works for Paradise Dispatch, um, so she was able to give us a heads up, say like, hey, we're going to throw out the warning, so you better get out of here. But even then, it, it didn't seem like a sense, sense of urgency, you know? I mean, yeah, fires, nothing to mess around with, but again, we've been through this before. Um, so I'm ready to head to my nine o'clock class, and uh, that's when you realize that this is serious. The town went completely pitch black. 
completely pitch black. So that's when it's like, okay, this thing must be moving quick. But still, we haven't really heard anything. What do you mean by completely pitch black? I don't know. Well, so the smoke was so bad, uh, morning time turned into nighttime. What? Yeah, that bad. The, they're saying that the fire, it was moving like 80 football fields every minute. That's how fast it was burning. And so all that smoke just went up in the air and literally within like 45 minutes, it went from morning to night and you, you didn't even that that's when it kind of like sank in, you know, but even still not seeing flames, you think, okay, we got time to get out. So I'm, you know, I go to get gas, getting ready to go hook my trailer up and get out of town at the gas station. I start hearing people say how the other side of town is already on fire. And they're freaking out. And uh, that's when I knew it was it was bad. And uh, so I didn't even have time to hook up my trailer. We just went and got the kids. I went and got the kids and left. And luckily, we're on the outskirts of town, so I didn't have to beat much traffic. Yeah. Um, and so we, we sat at a, a, a buddy's gym down in Orville at, at Level 10 CrossFit and, and waited just to hear what was going on. And uh, it... I couldn't really believe what I was hearing that, you know, they're saying the hospital's on fire. This is on fire. People are stuck in cars. And it was, uh, it, it was like a surreal movie. You know, you're, you're sitting there and you have escaped and you're looking back on your town and just see it up in smoke. But you want to believe that it couldn't have been that bad. People were, had to have been able to evacuate. Um, but unfortunately that's, you know, Fire's just moving. The winds. So it wasn't like, here's the fire, and it, it moved. It was, here's the fire, and it's moving, and then all the ash is falling, so random structures are catching on fire. Yeah. And so then it turns into one big fire, and it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy that you and your family got out safe. You have two children? Yeah. And I'm really, I mean, dude, it's just, it's, yeah. It's really heavy. And I'm really sorry about everything that's happened. And I can only imagine, especially as the business was starting to grow. And now, you know, you kind of see like a light, not light at the end of the tunnel, but you see like this growth and then boom, yeah. this happened. So I'd like to pivot the conversation because I think everybody listening can understand how challenging this must be for you, your family and your community. Yeah. Where can we, as these outsiders looking in, mm -hmm. right, who think that we're having a tough day because... I can't have my kids go play outside because there's yeah. smoke and, you know, uh, so we're in San Jose, which is about three hours uh, south of, of um, paradise. And basically they sh they've shut down some schools and because the smoke is nowhere near, yeah. but I mean, we think we're inconvenienced, yeah. right? Yeah. But we have no idea compared to what your community has gone through. And so perhaps we could shift the conversation to, you know, from an insurance perspective, I don't want this to be like a le learning lesson for you, for other gym owners that I'm not, I don't want to have a conversation. We can maybe have a conversation six months from now of what maybe you could have done differently. Yeah. What I want to talk about is what are you looking to do moving forward and how can we support you? Okay. Um, well, what I'm looking to do is help rebuild the town, rebuild the sense of community. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to rebuild the CrossFit gym. Um, and we don't know, we don't know how that's going to work out. We don't even know how the town's going to rebuild. They're telling us one to three years just on cleanup of the town. 
Um, so we, we've, we're really kind of at a standstill. We don't know. We don't know much. Um, um, but I guess the help, well, I've already had a tremendous amount of help and outreach, by the way, um, from all the local CrossFit gyms up my way. And even I've had, I've been contacted by a gym in Colorado, even, um, asking what they can do to help. And we've, we've gotten plenty of supplies. We've, we've gotten all kinds of clothes. I'm even picking up some more donations today. So I, I think everyone's set on like do donations and, and, and clothes to that matter. Um, but now it's about thinking about how to rebuild. And again, nobody knows, right? Um, so talking with most members of my gym, it sounds like they're all, they're all into they're, they're where I'm at. We don't know, but we want to rebuild. So it seems as if everyone's going to kind of live out of a trailer on their property while they're rebuilding. And the only thing I can imagine is that I got to get that gym up and functioning to kind of disperse, you know, all this crazy stuff that we're going through, you know, like a gym yeah. normally works. Yeah, bring but, some positivity to mm -hmm. the environment, bring the community together. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's some people's example of church, right? And I'm not oh, saying yeah. it's, uh, I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it's an, another example, right? Where oh, people definitely. come there, they congregate therapy. and that's where their therapy's at. Yeah. Right. And uh, it sounds like that's very important for you. So, Assuming, you know, and I, I was watching the news and there was a couple of people out there that were talking about, hey, we are going to re rebuild paradise. It's challenging because it is a retirement town. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone who's in their 60s or 70s and, you know, it's going to be, let's just say five years before yeah. the town's really rocking and rolling, it's tough for them to. I think most of that community is leaving. Most of that community is leaving. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you're, you're young. I mean, yeah. I'm, and you want to be there and you want to yeah. bring, and you want to bring this kind of gym as the central component, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, have you talked to other gyms that also burned? Um, yes. I, um, I've talked to the gym that's out of, um, the big Globo gym and you know, they're kind of the same thing. We've kind of gone together. We're going to do, um, a special workout at a gym down in Chico to help raise, um, funding. Um, but they don't really know what they're doing either, you know? Yeah. So would you say, so I know you have insurance on the building, but it sounds like there's going to be maybe some, you know, I, I don't think it's as simple as it sounds, no, right? It's not at all. It, are you, do you are, you're not, at, you don't have enough information to really talk on that yet is, would you say? Uh, not really. No. Okay. Cause I imagine people think with insurance, right? It's like, mm -hmm. Oh, you know, uh, they're going to get a check for a million dollars and they're going to be able to go rebuild. Well, yeah. even if you got a check for a million dollars today, you mm -hmm. still can't rebuild tomorrow because the, sp the space is not available. Yeah. The space is not available. And the building I was in, I was renting. So if insurance works out, I'll have all my equipment paid for, but then I'll still have to get the uh, TIs. And all. Yeah. And, uh, get a whole loan to, you know, s build a new building. You know, it, you, you learn a lot out of this and I'm still learning it. It's like my brain is still, it almost seems like it's just mashed potatoes. Like it, it's hard to center my thoughts into what's next. But I saw a quote that I've really kind of been hanging on to, you know, if you think about your problems, you're going to create more problems. If you think about your possibilities, you're going to create more opportunities. So all I can think about 
And imagine is, you know, a brand new gym right in the middle of town. And this is a place where everyone comes. It's a, it's a beacon. Yeah. Beacon. I mean, dude, I, I see your passion. I feel it. I mean, I get excited. I'm fired up, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it's, is it years away? It's going to be tough. Yeah. But I mean, you, you have the ability to provide a, a service that could really impact a lot of people's lives there. And as the city rebuilds, it, it will hopefully rebuild better than ever. Right. Yeah. But until you get to that point, you know, we as a community, not only as CrossFit gyms, but just as human beings, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm not attached to this story because yeah, it's a gym and I own a gym and it's, I relate, but I relate because dude, you know what, man, it could happen to anybody at any time. Yeah. And I think we, as a duty, we have a, as a community of just human beings need mm -hmm. to support. And so would you say that at this point right now, the best way to support custom-made CrossFit, Brandon, you, your family, have you, I know you've set up a GoFundMe, mm -hmm. but perhaps you could explain better. What's the intention of the GoFundMe? Because is it, is it to support? It's to support the members of our gym. Um, we had a meeting Saturday and we talked to, you know, roughly half the members and it seems like most of them are good on insurance and all that. I haven't talked to all of them yet, but that GoFundMe is first going to go to any of my members that will never be able to rebuild, whether they didn't have insurance or their insurance is given, given them the go around or, or whatnot. That money needs to go to somebody first. If again, if they, if they have no place to live, if they can't buy a trailer to live in, if, you know, there's no places to rent even in the surrounding area right now. So that's the first priority of the money. Um, once the dust settles and if there's still funds left, then I suppose it would go into, um, a, a building for the new gym. So the original intention of the GoFundMe really had nothing to do with no, you. No, no, not at all. And in fact, I didn't even want to start it um, because we were, you know, insured. And I thought it was kind of like, it, you know, it's like the pride, you know, is one thing and not wanting to take hand, handouts. But it was like, we're insured. We don't need a GoFundMe to rebuild the gym necessarily. Um, then we start talking to people and like, wait a minute. They, you know, we need this GoFundMe for our members that might not have money to rebuild. So that's why we decided to start it. And so you have some members. So what is, what are your members doing right now? Let's just talk about them in mm -hmm. particular. Like you were able to move in with your in-laws and that your in-laws mm -hmm. house is still standing. Yeah, it is. Oh, fortunately. Yeah. That's great. But you have a trailer, right? Mm -hmm. But then where are people going? Cause it can't work anywhere. Cause I mean, as far as I've read, everything is gone except for yeah. maybe like one Starbucks and something else. Like, yeah. so, so what are they doing? And then, I mean, what are they thinking? Because I imagine it's not like it's a one month or a two month or a three month thing. Yeah. It's going to take a long time. Yeah. So are they all going to have to leave and then come back? Is that the plan? Uh, a lot of people have touched down in Chico. Um, that's the bigger city. It's about 10 miles away from us. Um, a, a lot of the members already worked in Chico. Okay. Um, I have one member who is a principal of the junior high in paradise. Um, well, he's busy right now trying to work where to put his kids, Oh man! you know? Um, and it, yeah, some of them are just kind of waiting. Like I am just kind of waiting, either living with family members in Chico or they were lucky to get, you know, a hotel, um, through their insurance. But, um, handful of other members have already moved. They already, you know, they either had planned on moving or were thinking about it. Now they're just taking this as a sign to move. 
Um, but it, it seems that most of them want to rebuild. And again, in the meantime, they, they don't know how it's going to work. They're, a lot of people are thinking trailers. So, um, we know, we know for one thing, we're going to have, uh, my in-laws have 20 acres. So we're going to have a little community of trailers living there for a while. Wow. Um, yeah. So we got a couple of the members to, um, you know, bring their trailer out that that's the plan at least. Um, but other than that, it's, we're just kind of at a standstill. We right. Don't know. Until you can f- figure out next steps. And so mm-hmm. with the GoFundMe, first off, man, like for anybody just listening and we also have this on video, but if you're just listening, you gotta, I, I I've never met you until you just walked into our gym right now. And I, I, you just seem like a really good dude trying to do something and, and you just got hit really hard and yeah. we want to support, you know, I'm going to get on the phone with a bunch of my friends right now and try and do a, a few different things that I can come to you with something I could do personally, but where, where can they find the GoFundMe? What's the best way to do that? I mean, we'll also link it and everything we're putting mm-hmm. up, but I just, while we're on the, while we're here. Yeah. It's on the, the GoFundMe page, custom made CrossFit, um, uh, campfire relief. Um, and so, yeah, I, I believe you can just go to, uh, the GoFundMe.com and search for it. And we could put it in the link and everything. And so What's the status? So I've been trying to look up the status of the fire right now. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's like 60, 70% contained. Yeah, it's getting contained. And so it's moved to the outskirts of our town. I mean, our town, there's nothing left to burn. So it's it's moving up further into the mountains where there's less homes. Um, but it, it seems that they're kind of, you know, it wasn't even, they couldn't even fight the fire, right? It was, just became a rescue mission in the beginning. And I think now they're able to kind of control it and contain it a little bit. And, um, they're already cleaning up town. I heard that they're going to start letting the outskirts of town, the houses that they've already checked that are safe. Um, let us go back and kind of go through everything. Um, but it's, it's more than just, you know, you think, okay, well we clean up, right? Well, it's, it's, (laughs) I mean, from what you have to wear, we're gonna have to wear hazmat suits. I mean, it's toxic. I mean, the fire was so hot, uh, my barbells just melted. No, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I haven't been there in person. You can see in the picture. Look, I just saw the picture. The, of the, rig. the rig is is all wavy, and you know, it seems that some of the barbell just kind of melted, and so everything's just toxic. You know, our water supply is. is got toxins in it now you know the soil so when we go back when we're allowed back in town we have to wear hazmat suits so we don't get sick you know and a lot of the i guess there's a lot of asbestos houses still so all that that's why this smoke is so bad it's not just normal smoke it's it's toxic smoke if that makes sense right all smoke's toxic but um just how fast the fire burnt everything just melted i mean we've got two-story buildings that are just you know two inches of rubble just Gone. Melted to the ground, yeah. Yeah, and I know that a lot of the city was on septic, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how that makes an impact, uh, but I can only imagine. Yeah. So when you go back, how long do you think you're going to have to wear a hazmat suit for? I, I don't know. I mean, that that's if you're going to go through the you know, the the rubble and and all that. Um, if your house didn't burn down, I I would assume you wouldn't have to wear that. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in the meantime, before I can rebuild the gym, I'm, I'm going to get on a crew that is part of the cleanup crew. So, um, I would imagine you have to wear it until it's all cleaned up. I don't, I don't really know. It's hard to have a lot of answers right now, Yeah. but 
what I'll, what I'll leave you with, what I'll share with you is this, um, you know, we have a large community down here at NC fit, um, thousands of members that are prepared and ready to support on the cleanup efforts. If you just give us direction and guidance, right. Okay. And I, I, I hope any other gym owners that are around here, we just need to get everybody on the same page and then we can yeah. make a big impact. But if we try and do one-offs, it's tough, right? Yeah. So the, the GoFundMe is a great idea because, hey, let's go ahead and get everybody behind something. Let's put money in this fund, right? Mm -hmm. And then you could kind of determine how that's separated out for your city. Yeah. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and, and shining light on, on this strategy, for lack of a better term. And um, we will continue to find ways to support. I will... How can people keep up with you on a regular basis if they want to kind of know what's going on? Is it your Instagram? Yeah, we're pretty active on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Custom Made CrossFit. And so on there, you'll say, hey, look, this is what we've been doing with this. This is what we yeah. have going on with this. We're going to be doing this event at this particular time. Exactly. Yeah. My wife's really good. She's in charge of all that. And she's yeah up to date daily on that. Okay. And um, well, I'm glad your wife and your children are safe. And I really appreciate you coming down. Uh, we will put links in the GoFundMe. You can find them at Custom Made CrossFit on Instagram and Facebook. And um, I will, we will continue to stay in contact and see what we can do. Thank you, Jason. Thank Appreciate you. it.